Welcome to Lit with Kelly and Jacqueline, the podcast. If you're one of the people who have stopped by our blog at litwithkellyandjacqueline.com, thanks for reading and for finding us here. If this is the first time you've heard of us, we're glad you found the podcast. I'm Kelly. And I'm Jacqueline. And we're back here in the book cave. Uh, We have with us today our old cat, Gracie, who may be whining and meowing as she comes uh, struggling out of her little blanket cave. And then we also have uh, Moose the dog, who may be shaking his collar here and there. Unfortunately, he can't get down the stairs now, (laughs) so he's upstairs, but he tends to pant heavily and uh, shake his collar a lot at the top of the stairs. So... The yeah. book cave is officially a dog-free zone. <laughs> it is, Too which bad. is kind of a good thing. Oh, is well, it? <laughs> yeah, it is. It can be. <laughs> yeah. And Tim, the audio engineer, is oh, here, yes. too. Oh, yes. And, like, and I don't shake my collar. Right. <laughs> right. So we're here for episode 22 to talk about the Final Girl Support Group, which is by Grady Hendricks, author of the book we talked about in episode six, uh, Southern Go- the Southern Book Club's Guide to Slaying Vampires. Um, I've repeatedly told people that was my favorite book of 2020, and I have Kelly to thank because I never would have picked it up. Oh, it was my favorite book, too. <laughs> I just loved that book. And I believe that was Jacqueline's first experience with actually understanding how vampires work. Yeah, no, you I do not invite them in the house. Didn't have any idea what the <laughs> vampire rules were, so I was... I was behind a little bit in reading that one. I was a little concerned for her because you just don't invite people in your house unless you know they're not a vampire. Yeah. I And I I invite people in a lot. Like, not right now, <laughs> I, but like pre-COVID, sure. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but listen, if you're if you're like selling stuff door to door, don't come to my house. I'm not inviting you in. But <laughs> but in this case, the, the the character in the book was a was a neighbor and he was friendly. And so they did invite him in. And that was like the beginning of all the woes. And but he was handsome. Yes. Yes. But in this case, the final girl support group does not have. That supernatural element to it. Is that what vampires are? Are they supernatural? Is that what we're calling it? I believe so. Okay. I would call it that, yes. This one, for all its um, unexpected scenarios, I guess, is not impossible. Everything in here was was possible. Absolutely. So the Final Girl Support Group references um, a secret support group that was created by women who were final girls and if you are a fan a horror fan you know that the final girl is the like that last person who's left standing after a massacre or the last one left standing at the end of a horror movie or the one who manages to fend off the crazed serial killer with the axe in his hand right and so these women have been meeting regularly for 15 years a long time and they know each other really well. They, they know how to push each other's buttons. <laughs> they know. <laughs> and and some of them seem to rely on this group pretty heavily to sort of maintain some normalcy in their day-to-day lives. And now it's coming across that maybe someone knows about the Final Girl support group and perhaps they're in some danger. And I feel like that's all I want to tell you right now before the spoiler alert, because I don't want to wreck anything. (laughs) Right. Does that that kind of sum up the story? It does sum up the story. 
Um, so with this book, we are uh, sipping on some Captain Morgan's apple sliced, sliced apple, apple rum. rum, along with some uh, hot apple cider, uh, glass rimmed in cinnamon and sugar. Yeah, you guys yeah. know Kelly likes to fancy up the drinks. <laughs> it's just really good. Anything, especially with apple cider, you have to have that cinnamon sugar. Yeah, yeah. it's really good. Mm-hmm. So, oh, that's good. There is it is a gloomy, gloomy day here today. So, warm apple cider seems really appropriate. But I'll tell you that the Captain Morgan website, Captain Morgan, if you're listening, we we'd love to host you. <laughs> But their website suggested that you could drink the sliced apple with simple syrup and a little lemon juice. Oh, I bet you could. Over ice, you could drink it neat, just just as a sipper. But it's really nice with this warm cider. So uh, we chose this because the people in the Final Girl support group don't really drink because they don't want to be on alert. Unalert, not on alert, but unalert. And... Michigan falls all about apples, so this worked out okay. Right. <laughs> so, right. so here we are, yeah. and we're we're gonna uh, talk about this. Well, we chose this one because it's a little spooky leading up to Halloween. Correct. So. All right, but before we get too far into the conversation, what are you reading now, Kelly? So, um, I just fin. Well, no, just well, a couple weeks ago, uh, finished "The Wife Between Us" by Greer Hendricks and Sarah Pekinen. Okay. Um, so that was really good. I was like, "Did have you read it?" Mm-mm. Oh, okay. I I was reading along and I thought I knew what was going on, and then it hit like part two or something, and it just totally flipped on me. And I oh. thought, "Oh, wait a minute, who am I reading about? What?" I thought I was reading about this one, like from the point of view of this one character, and it turns out I really wasn't. Oh, I was reading about the point of view of another character, and so they flipped on me, and I was like totally taken back by that. So it was a really good book. Um, did you have to go back and reread part one? I thought I should, because okay. did I miss something? Yeah. <laughs> like, what was I thinking? Um, but no, I didn't, because I'm thinking that was probably like supposed to be, it was almost like, you know, those twists that Gone Girl has, sure. or Sharp Objects, or whatever, you know. It was intentional. Yeah, I'm but. sure it was, because, yeah, it was just really weird. And, I, and when it flipped to part two, I was just like, oh my gosh, wow, all right. So let me rethink everything I had already thought. Oh, yeah, that would be a surprise in yeah. the middle. Yeah, and it was a good it was a good flip because okay. I was kind of thinking this 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 character is crazy. Well, it turns out she really wasn't crazy. She's just so it was good. Okay. And then I'm currently reading um, the Gunkle by Stephen Rowley. Okay. And that is about um, uh, an uncle who happens to be gay. Um, taking on his uh, brother's children because uh, the brother's wife had just died and um, the brother has to go into rehab. Oh, okay. And so um, the children are uh, sent to live with the uncle or the brother asked uh, his brother to take him and they have to move to California and I think they're in Palm Springs, California and I think it's four and eight or five and eight or something the kids are and so it's cute. Okay. It's, you know... You have a, an uncle who has no, he's like a, he was a famous movie star or in a sitcom or something for years and has no idea how to take care of children. <laughs> so it's funny. And they're pretty precocious children too. So, okay. Yeah. With a yeah. lot of baggage. That so he has to deal with that. 
I've seen that one on a lot of yeah. suggested lists. Yeah. So I'm glad I'm glad to hear it from you because I I trust your opinion. Sometimes those lists are it's hit or miss. Sometimes it is. So, so what are you reading? Add that one. Um, so I just yesterday finished the audiobook for Never Saw Me Coming. Mm. Um, that was it was interesting. Um, it's the story of a group of kids at a make believe college in. DC area and they are all part of a special psychological program at Adams College where they're studying young adults who have been diagnosed as psychopaths Ooh. and the professor who's leading this experiment basically believes that with the right like amount of therapy and coaching and whatever that the the psychopathy patients will lead Lives where they're never impacted by being psychopaths. <laughs> but okay. within a couple of chapters, two students in this program who are, and they're not supposed to know each other, two students in the program are murdered pretty viciously. And so now they're worried that someone's picking off kids who are like in this study. But is it one of the other students? Because they're all psychopaths. <laughs> so right. they're trying... The, the students start to figure out who the other panel participants are. They team up to try to figure out what's happening. But also no one trusts each other. So it's there's there's a lot happening in the background of the story. And um, I got to like chapter 20 of the audiobook. And there's like 63. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I got to like chapter 20 and I'm like, I know who it is. Mm. I did not know who it was. <laughs> <laughs> so um so the, it's but it's right there in the title like never saw me coming right so uh so that was pretty good and recently for my book club we read um say nothing say nothing by patrick radden keefe who's the nonfiction writer um that's about the troubles in ireland oh, in the okay. 80s and 90s and um i also for some lighter fare read while we were dating the jasmine guillory oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah that one was really good um if you liked her past books you this one won't disappoint so that's what we've got going on in my house for reading right now okay. sounds good i have never so. read jasmine guillory oh uh, they're fun yeah I, it's on my list of things to read they're fun my list is very long same <laughs> so, i'll never get to all of them. Uh, no um but we i wrote up a, a review for her one of her books earlier and I said and I maintain that it's like there's there's a lot of crossover in the books between characters and it would be fun to be friends with these people oh like okay. they have a very like hip young fun life in San Francisco <laughs> like, I'd like to meet them at the bar like that would be fine right so yeah, yeah it, it's it's good it's fun okay so Okay, so we've done the cocktail. We've done what we're reading. Are we ready to do spoilers? We are. Okay. So three, two, one, spoiler alert. So can I just preface my fav- my favorite line in the book? Oh, we're jumping right in. Okay, <laughs> okay. Go. My favorite line in the book. And I think this will put the theme of the 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 book. Mm-hmm. There there are two lines you can't come back from once you cross them. Killing people is one. Eating people is the other. (laughs) (laughs) It's my favorite line in the book. Does that not sum this up to some extent? Yeah, it does. It does. Yep. Yep. Who said that? Uh, Lynette. Okay. So Lynette is our lead character. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And she... 
when I was reading the very beginning of this book, she, I was I was finding it really hard to like keep up with her. Yes. And I've actually read this book twice because I read it a while ago and then I had to go back and reread it for this podcast. And I did not like Lynette in the beginning the first time I read okay. it. I did not like her at all. She was too intense. She was just, um, you know, all the security things that she has to do to make herself feel safe was just like over the top. But, you know, I get it. She's, you know. Yeah. Um, but the second time I read it, I had a little bit more empathy for her. Okay. The first time I did not. Well, by the end of the book, Lynette has taken a beating. <laughs> she has. So that would make sense to me that you'd feel a little differently toward her. Yeah. So. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So Lynette is one of, she's, she's the, the primary narrator here. We're hearing mostly yes. from her. Um, she's the one who, when the final girl support group kind of starts to fall apart, she thinks they've all been staying part of this group for, for the sake of another member. Right. And when she says this out loud as the first person is saying, like, I don't think I'm coming back. I don't think I need to do this anymore. And she says, but what about Heather? Mm-hmm. And they all look at her and say, but what about you? <laughs> she's like, so she's taken aback by that. She's surprised to be the one that is the glue, but not for a great reason. Right. And yeah. And so then when she leaves this meeting and she's ridden like four buses and she's gone like to the edge of town and yes. by the time she gets home but then you, like you sort of get it though when she has to let the first final girl in to her house right and I, I wrote down like one of the things so Lynette only leaves the apartment to go to group uh huh except to go to the mailbox she checks escape routes wherever she's at uh huh she makes bi-weekly trips to the corner store her hair is short because long hair can be grabbed. Yeah. She wears running shoes in case have to move uh, fast. No loose clothing because it could be <laughs> it could be yeah. grabbed, right? Yep. yep. Ex- she exercises daily. She has locks on her bathroom door. Um, so when she takes a shower, she locks herself in the bathroom so so no one can come and get her. She carries pepper spray, a box cutter, and a razor blade taped to her left ankle. And she has uh, says goodbye to the plant named Fine. That plant was cracking me up. I mean, it's just like, the, I mean, I get it, but she's just obsessive. Yeah. As you should be. As, well, yeah. she's She's got some reasons, which we'll get to. Right. But, um, yeah, I was, like, after the first chapter with her, I was kind of like, oh, my God, is she going to be, like... Are, is every chapter going to be like this? Are right. we going to follow her right. across the city? Because this is exhausting already. Right, because it took her how long to get? It took her two hours to get home. Yeah, at least. Yeah. Yep. And you know what she says is she watches the shoes because people if you're in if you're in like yep. you might change your disguise, your hair, your coat, your whatever, but no one really ever changes their shoes. So she sees uh, the same pair of shoes go across. Then that wigs her out. Yeah. So she's. She's the one who sort of figures out, though, after... Okay, so so while they're at group, they find out that another member of the group who was absent from this particular meeting has been murdered. And they think it has something to do with Adrian's... This is that's the woman who's been murdered with Adrian's... Incident? Yes. <laughs> is that what we're calling it? Yes. And, um... But then... The re- like some of the final girls are getting 
a little like a little bit of kind of hackles are up, right? Like they're they have kind of a spidey sense that it's not just Adrian and Lynette's her red flag yes. warnings are going off like crazy. And so as it happens, another final girl shows up at her apartment and weasels her way in with a reporter? Yes, he's a reporter dressed as the ghost. Right, from Scream. This is what I'm envisioning. Right. Yeah. Well, it was also one of the uh, murderers in the book. Yes. It was Julia's murder. Yes, you're yes. right. <laughs> yep. Yes. And so Lynette lets Julia in thinking that she's being threatened when really it's this reporter who just wants the take. And But they find out that someone has been writing a book about the final girls. And... Um, and then someone starts shooting right. <laughs> at Lynette's apartment. And so she takes off. She she leaves Julia. <laughs> Julia, who's lying shot. Who's or, paralyzed. Who's paralyzed in a wheelchair. Yep. Got flipped over from the wheelchair. She looks like she's dead. Yep. And but look. grabs the plant. <laughs> Yes. Does she grab the plant? No, like she le- no, the plant's in the corner. Yes. She left the plant and she feels very guilty about yes. that. Yeah. And takes off. And she uses one of these escape routes that she's been planning out of her building for quite some time. And goes to find the psychologist who has been helping the final girls at the support group. And really crosses <laughs> crosses some boundaries. <laughs> right. <laughs> with with the, the psychologist and her family. And and then starts like deducing who could possibly be after, after them. them. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what's funny? As as we were talking as we we're talking about Lynette and all of her O C D type personality and locks on the door and stuff, you don't ever get what Julia, Marilyn, Heather, and Danny they all seem to live relatively normal lives. Right. I like, mean, are they doing these things at their house? Yeah, we don't know. We don't know. But they don't seem like they are. Well, Marilyn doesn't seem like it because she's living like a lavish life yes. in a big mansion somewhere. Yes. She's got bodyguards, but... Correct. Um, and, you know, Heather's the uh, drug drug addict. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then Danny seems relatively normal. And then Yeah, living Julia, on the ranch. Yeah. So it's just funny how you got just this... Um, obsessive compulsive behavior based on what happened to her but you don't get that from any of the other one I mean they all have their issues but they're not living like she is in lockdown pretty much and and you wonder if this was if this is a a set of five books like does if everybody gets their own like do you get into what everybody else is doing for home security (laughs) well right maybe (laughs) or how they're handling the situation I don't know I don't know it's that's a good question but yeah it's just interesting that yeah. So Lynette sort of invades on the personal life of her doctor and the doctor's children. And then she realizes that her being there is actually putting them in danger. So she takes off again and she's sort of making her way from like what she believes to be safe place to safe place. Only they're never safe places. Mm-hmm. And um, the incident where Adrian dies, it also involves a new final girl. Mm-hmm. Stephanie. Stephanie. And so... Lynette eventually decides that the psychologist is behind it all. Yep. And she 
goes to Stephanie's house, pretends to be a colleague of said psychologist, and basically kidnaps the 16-year-old girl who she really thinks she's doing a favor, right? By getting her out of there because, like, she wants to, like, tell her, like, how her life's going to be and don't, you know, paparazzi's going to be outside your house all the time and you're going to be famous for, like, a lot of unfortunate reasons at this point. And I think, I do believe that she really thought she was doing the right thing, trying to, like, protect her. Oh, yeah, I do agree. But then they wind up... weird museum. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, that was Chrissy. And Chrissy yes. was a final girl. Chrissy was a final girl. They call her Crazy Chrissy. She was a final girl. And so she creates, she has created, so she collects the memorabilia from all of the final girls. Like, uh, Marilyn, for instance, was a Texas debutante and the dress that she wore, or whatever, um, her parents sold for to Chrissy right. for so much money. So anyway, she collects all this memorabilia about, um, the what happened to these these final girls and has created this museum and each room is got that memorabilia in that dedicated to each right tragedy right and weird chris so of all the coping mechanisms chrissy's is the only one that's like monetizing what happened to all oh, them. right <laughs> so oh, right so she's she's trying to collect all the stuff to open this museum but but didn't you it, I guess I shouldn't say it that way. In my head, when I was reading it, I'm envisioning this, like, decrepit old barn, yeah. like, falling down out in the desert somewhere yeah. outside of, like, in Southern California. Mm-hmm. I, or in I the like, woods. It was in the woods, wasn't it? find your museum? Because you had to take this long driveway up to the house, and then she lives with this weird this weird guy named Keith who can barely yep. speak and he, I, I envision him as this big giant type yeah. of guy that's you know that can barely speak but has some uh, very um, animalistic instincts there I you guess go. I guess you would that's call that's a good it. way to put it yeah, yeah. And so just a weird relationship between them like he yeah. yeah he he was I mean he was there to do her bidding yeah was kind of what it felt like so I, I won't ruin how Lynette gets out of there for you because it's a pretty good scene it in the book. Like even scene. despite the fact that we're in the spoiler <laughs> alerts, I don't want to wreck that part for you. No. It's really good. Mm-hmm. But they eventually get away, and then we come to like p- probably the biggest twist in the story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I am going to spoil this because I don't know how we keep talking about mm-hmm. it if we don't spoil this right. part. But it, as it turns out, Stephanie's not a final girl. Mm-mm. She's. The murderer. She's one of, <laughs> one the, of the murderers. One of the murderers. And and Lynette's instincts about the psychologist were sort of right in that it was not the doctor, but her son, son her who helped son. contrive this plan right. for this massacre at the summer camp where thirty years ago or whatever it, it the same thing had happened. And so now you get to this like final part of the book where Lynette and the remaining final girls who can still move around because they've they there's some uh, there's some I, I drama. Just, so <laughs> I don't know here. I don't know like how Lynette is still moving. No, I mean so she. Well, was, no, we do know she has a metal plate in her head. That's oh, the that's bullet, it. The bullet reflects off. <laughs> well, no, she was hit with a sledgehammer first. Did she hit her with a hammer? I thought she shot her in the head in the truck. No, she hit her with a sled. I just read it because okay. seriously, I had to read the book, yeah, yeah. and I'm just finishing this part today. But um, no, she was hit um, with a sledgehammer. She gets hit with a sledgehammer first, and then she gets run over by the truck. Yes, 
Okay, and let's place. Let's tell them how we got here. So, so Lynette and Stephanie, who she still Lynette still hasn't figured out that Stephanie's one of the murderers, right. have gotten to Danny. They have explained to Danny what they think is happening. They need to get to the summer camp where Adrian died and where this last incident has taken place. And it's not until they get there and Danny gets out and she's like chasing something else through the woods that Stephanie attacks Lynette. Right. And Lynette's it's 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 not funny, but another part about her like insecurities about being who she is is that she's like it's never she's never really been classified as a real final girl. Yeah. Because she didn't like, kill him. Right. She didn't kill her killer and she just sort of played possum right. when he was attacking right the her family basically mm-hmm. and so um so, so anyways she, she's got she's in the truck stephanie attacks her and leaves her for dead on the ground thinks that she's taking care of her because yeah she's hit her in the head with a sledgehammer she's run her over with this truck danny has disappeared into the woods and now stephanie is taking the truck and is on her way down into the camp where the rest of the final girls are waiting because they've been asked to meet lynette there for some answers. Right. But they know now that they're in danger. And so there's this big chase scene. <laughs> right. It's not with cars necessarily, <laughs> but it's that you know, for lack of a better phrase, I guess. And um and Lynette discovers that Stephanie and what is the I can't remember the kid's name. Sky. Sky have been in cahoots mm-hmm. this whole time. Mm-hmm. And now they're trying to stop them from killing the remaining final girls. Right. Right. It was, there was a lot of moving parts to the story. There really was. And um, so did you, okay, so I, I picked up on the horror films that these were based on. Did you pick up on those? Yes. Okay. So obviously Adrian's story, Camp Red Lake is Friday the 13th. Right. Right. And um, I think Danny's story is Halloween because she's the one who killed her brother. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then I'm thinking Marilyn's story because of the leather Texas skids. Chainsaw Massacre. I'm thinking Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And I don't know what Heather's was because they, they talk about the, they don't really go into what Heather's other than it's the dream night or something like that. And it's a candy man. Oh, I can't. I I don't know what Heather's story. I, I like said so confidently that yes, I did pick up on the movies, but you're right. I don't. I don't know, know what, what that Heather's one is. is, and I don't know what Julia's is, unless it was um, the 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 parody one, Scream. Oh, yeah. Because that's ghost, probably the hers closest. Was ghost. Yeah. Yep. That's because that's the the killer I was picturing was the yeah. black robes, yeah. white mask. Yeah. yeah. And it was her boyfriend um, in yep. high school. Yep. Yep. That. Yeah. So I think it was Scream, but I don't know what Heather's was or hmm. Chrissy's. Grady Hendrix, if you're in, if you're listening, <laughs> can you clarify that for us? I mean, I, I have just to, drop yeah. a comment, right? On our <laughs> yeah. So it was just interesting to pick up on the different horror stories throughout the years because, again, this is you know some of them were 1978, and now it's the what the early 2000s or right? Yeah, it's what yeah. So it's not necessarily present time. Uh-huh. I mean, it's 10 years ago, I guess. Yeah. So so I I was pleasantly surprised. I didn't see it coming. I didn't know until the moment that Stephanie was going to turn out to be the bad guy. No, because if you... Uh, Carol, Dr. Carol. Yeah. The two sons, there's an eight-year-old Pax, and then Sky is 26, right? Mm-hmm. And... Uh, 
Hax is the one that has the comic book. And it's the comic book that uh, the light goes off when she's actually reading that comic book. Because as they're sneaking out of the house, Sky gets uh, helps her get out of Dr. Carroll's house one night, right? Yep. Drives her right somewhere, and the and then Pax comes in and he says, you know, I won't tell if you give me a hundred dollars for this comic book that he's drawn, right? <laughs> it's like a and, notebook paper, right? And so she takes it, pays him hundred bucks, takes it, and she never really looks at it until she's in the car with Stephanie, and yeah. then realizes it's Sky. She still doesn't know Stephanie's involved, but she realized that Sky it's not Doc Carroll, it's Sky, and everything starts falling in place in that respect. But um, yeah, so I don't know that I I always thought Pax was the weird one. Uh, the okay. two. I, well, I can I can see that. Yeah. And I was impressed that she was able to put that Lynette was able to put together that Sky had gotten access to all these files and and oh and it turned out that Lynette was actually the one who was writing the book. Yes. And so now everyone's really mad at her and they don't believe her. That winds up being a key element. They don't believe right. that she's trying to help everyone. They think that she's trying to like deflect from being everyone being mad at her for right. writing down all their secrets. Right. So ultimately, she really has to work hard to convince them that someone else is out to get them and it's not her who's trying to like lure them off to be murdered or whatever the right. plan is. Yeah. So it was, you know, I liked it and mm-hmm. I liked the little act- extras that were in there because after each chapter there's like a uh, notes from the Dr. Carroll's, you know, interviews with the girls yep. right after it happened or, you know, where she takes them on. And then there's um, like people make a lot of money off these slasher movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, there's stories like movies were made, f- you know, from their stories and stuff. So it gave you the newspaper articles from, you know, such and such. So it, it was it was interesting. And I didn't try listening to this, but those kinds of things, I'm not sure, always translate well to audio. So I'm glad that I read it. Yeah. And I mean, maybe it's fine listening to it. Right. But it does sort of break up the story right. when you get to the end page of the chapter and you have a random selection right. from right. someone's interview or whatever. But um, I would be curious. I don't I don't know that I have time to go back and listen to it right now, but... I would be curious to know how that, how that translates. translates. Yeah, that would be interesting, too. Yeah. yeah. I think it's another winner from Grady Hendrix. I, I, I have told several people about it already. Um, and I appreciate that he's able to work so much humor <laughs> into what well, yeah. really is a terrible story. <laughs> I mean, seriously, it is. It's it's it can be gruesome, mm-hmm. uh, you know, at times because it it's like you're watching a horror flick like Halloween, like I said, you know, Um and you know the stupidity of every <laughs> and the, how you can be <laughs> right yeah but yeah I didn't I did not like it as much as no the other one no as slaying vampires but it was I'm also right. glad that I read it I'm yeah. I'm not sorry that I um, I'm not a horror flick type of person um, says the vampire expert well because vampires to me are not horror <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I I like vampires. I'm not big on horror. I'm not big on horror because it's just so graphic. Sometimes like the way people kill each other in Mm -hmm. horror, you know, that kind of horror films. I'm big on if it's a scary. So the scare element to me. Like suspenseful? Yeah. Okay. It's, yeah, but it's not, it's not the killing of and blood's 
you know, flying all over the place. Yeah. That's not, no. And I feel like if this book was made into a movie, they would go back and they would show each person's horror story. Oh. Don't you think? Do you know what I just read today is that you gonna... might be excited to hear? <laughs> is that they're talking about a television series. Oh. Which would allow for a lot of delving into those backstories. Yeah. Yeah, because right now you're just reading those backstories. Well, no, you don't really read about them. The only one that you really get a detailed version of is Lynette. Yep. Everybody else is just this glossed over type, oh, here's here's a summary of what happened. But Lynette's was the um, the most detailed graphic. Yeah. yeah. And it was pretty terrible. Yeah. Um, what happened to her was pretty sad. And you sort of, not sort of, you do understand why she is the way she Absolutely. is with her personal space. Yeah. Um, eventually, we come back to the plant, which is really important to Lynette. <laughs> Fine is his name. Final plant. <laughs> um, so that was it. Was a nice like callback to the middle of the book when she finds out what ultimately what happened to Fine. And I, I would definitely recommend. I don't. I don't know that this was so bloody that I would be oh, hesitant it, no. to give it to anyone who was sort of turned off by a gory story. No, it wasn't gory. It was just no, no. If you're squeamish, maybe don't read it at night. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, there's, like I said, there's really only one part that's squeamish, and that's Lynette's story. So if you skip over that part. Yeah. Yeah. But otherwise, big thumbs up. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So. All right. Yeah. So nice work, Grady Hendrix. Mm -hmm. You keep writing them, we'll keep reading them. (laughs) (laughs) I know. This is our third book because I read Horror Store. Did you read Horror Store? No, I didn't get to that one. That's the IKEA book. So it's just like like an an IKEA IKEA catalog. catalog. Yep. Yeah. It's, It's funny. Funny, funny story. Um, so, so yeah. that one's about zombies, right? Oh, I don't know. I think it's I think it's zombies in the horror store. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, now I probably will have to go back and do that. <laughs> okay, all right. So he's done zombies, he's done vampires, and he's done horror movies. And there's one in between there too, and I can't think of what the name is. Oh, I bet it's here. Let it, me it, see if it's. it's um, I don't know. I could be. There's told. my best friend's exorcism. Okay. Paperbacks from Hell. We sold our souls. We sold it. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. And the Southern Book Club. Yeah. Yeah. And so on the back flap of the book, it says, um, the Southern Book Club's Guide to Slaying Vampires is currently being adapted into a TV series. Oh, see. So, and I did read this one may also be considered for television. Okay. So that wraps Final Girl Support Group. Get your hands on it if you can. It was really good. And I'm not saying don't listen to it on audio. Just know that you're going to get those end of chapter notes that are maybe going to break up the story a little bit. So moving on, next month we are going to read, we're going to delve into holiday. We're going to go into holiday because it'll be November. We're approaching. Yeah. It's hard to believe Who we're doesn't only love the holidays? eight weeks from the end of the year. <laughs> That's impossible. Uh, but but not, because here we are. Um, so we are going, what is it? What are we going to read? The Santa Suit by Mary Kay Andrews. Yes. Mm-hmm. Brand new. Newly out. Mm-hmm. So we will be reviewing that one for next time. And then just in case you're planning really far in advance, we're going to take on holiday cookbooks for December. Yes, we are. So mm-hmm. that's where we'll be focusing our efforts in the next few weeks. We'll be getting um, back here in about a month with the Santa Suit. In the meantime, you can catch up on the previous 21 episodes if you haven't already done so. And um, we're trying, but we're not doing a very good job. No, we're not right now. <laughs> that blog, blog right I now. feel really bad. So, but, so you if know. you have been reading the blog, you can keep checking back 
I'll get some stuff out there. Thomas, I, the I read a lot this yeah. summer. I could write them. It's just I have to see, have time to sit down yeah. and write them. So, so. What we'll uh, but we'll keep doing the podcast part for you and talking about what we're reading there. So worst case, you can listen to this and <laughs> hear what's going on. So in the meantime, we hope you guys are having a great fall. Thanks for listening along. Cheers, Kelly. Cheers, Jacqueline.